Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. I was so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came in like a stranger in the night. Praise, Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Okay. Hey, right. that's, a really, sorry, that's a really, really southern old gospel song. Sorry, it is, sorry, Hank Williams. That's sorry. right, and and you can get you know Zach's greatest hits. I'm sure will be available uh, for for download at, at your discount bins. Yeah, five dollars. If any of you remember Turtles record stores, you know uh, where you could get <laughs> yeah. like the cassette yeah. singles yeah. and the big the big bands. Remember yeah, when so. you used to buy the cassette uh, singles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they used to be wrapped in a little box yeah, thing, the little cardboard sleeve, the cardboard yeah. sleeve. You yeah. used to go in and buy them uh, and then pop them in the car. Yeah. Yep. And that was the best. Uh, yep. I'll tell you what. You and then know. you used to record on your cassettes, yeah. like different songs off the radio. Yeah. Yes. Like, Mixed uh, tapes. They were know, the day, that, those like were the Mr. days, Mr. boys. Mr. Mr. Like, Curie Lace and Dad. <laughs> 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 How old am I? <laughs> yeah, man. Those were the days. I'll tell you what. All this, all this stuff, you just push a button and it comes up. You know, ah, forget that. Whatever. Yeah, you yeah, had to wait yeah. on the radio all day for your song. I was going to say, kids these days have no idea the effort we used to have to go through to like hear a song. No. You know what I mean? I remember when my father used to come over and evangelize in America and they had the eight track player in the car. That's right. And my dad had eight tracks. Well, eight track. Bam. Eight like track he was, made an eight track, like with him singing on it. Eight track Shazam. was a really great format. I, you know, it's just that the manufacturers that were behind the cassette had more push in the marketplace than the manufacturers behind the eight track. But eight tracks, you know, you could skip from one track to another with no fast forward and rewind. It would just jump to the next track. You just press the button. Right. Yeah. Um, the sound quality was better. And other than the fact that it was a bigger, you know, housing, there wasn't really a downside to it, but it just didn't take off sort of like VHS and beta. Mm. Betamax. I mean, the beta was actually the superior format, and it was actually used in video editing long after the Betamax players for the home went away. Now, when you yeah. say Betamax, because I remember one yeah. thing, it was like a big disc. No, those, those lasers. Were, those what were them no. things that you pushed in? They were called super discs or something. They were was, huge. I'm sorry, video disc, video disc. And it you was, pushed yep. them in. It was almost like a floppy disc. It had a big plastic housing, and the disc was inside, and it would play. You, they were popular from about like 1980 to like 83 or something like I that. I see, and, yeah, that's going way back. But uh, but th- again, the player the player itself cost like $600 in 1980 dollars. I mean, it was, it was so and expensive. And you're like, pass on that. Right, pass so that. expensive, nobody could, could get it. Back. That's like, uh, 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 remember? I think the, it's called Video Disc. Was the name uh, of it. A Sega CD. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. the CD mm-hmm. and it was like live. Sega. It was like yeah, live. Full motion video. Yeah, it was like it. full F- motion Sega. video and it was like live people like speaking yeah. to you when you're playing the game. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is so cool. I right. had one. Yeah. I thought it was the best thing ever. And then right. they stopped making it. Well, was it was it a because, MIDI? Because it was it was again, it was the, the price point was so high they just couldn't sell them. I mean, you know, if, oh, if, if was it was sell, if it was selling today, it'd be like a thousand dollars. Sega C D. Yeah, Sega C D. It was like there was a game on it, Thunder something or Thunderstrike. Yeah. 
oh, and it was yeah. like you were in this jeep thing and this guy would come up and shout at you get ready we're gonna shoot this well one. and every once in a while they'd get people that were kind of like washed up movie stars like mark hamill or something would be in it you know or you know but <laughs> who's you made know. a he's comeback not gonna, he's, he's coming to oh, come oh, back yeah. well but but in that little bit of time before he started voicing the joker oh, yeah. and batman the animated series he is you know what did he make children of the corn i mean come on he didn't do yeah. a lot of stuff the, you know the, remember that movie the red with shoe diaries on showtime oh, at night he was ben. on a couple of <laughs> this is a family show this is a family hey, I'm show just, i'm <laughs> just going through his filmography here i mean i didn't say i watched them and listen remember that show about him with the Corvette? Oh, yeah, Corvette what? Summer. Is that what that was yeah, called? Yeah, 1976, the year before Star Wars came out. Annie Potts is in that movie. Oh, man. Wow. I just seen parts of that, yeah. you know, just yeah, snippets he, of it. So they get this whole wrecked Corvette Stingray, and he fixes it up in his shop class at school, and they, like, just trick it out. They give it a right-hand drive, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason. I mean, it's a car in It's the right America. side of the road, Ben. Come yeah. on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're driving it here in America where we drive on the wrong side of the road, so why don't they make it a right-hand side? Anyway, then the car gets stolen, and it's a lot like Pee-wee's Big Adventure where he goes looking for his bicycle, <laughs> except it's Mark Hamill looking for his lost Corvette, and it's like... I'm a rebel. And he'll, he goes to all these towns, <laughs> and it'll like... He'll be looking one way, and then you'll see it on a flatbed truck, like driving behind him, like and he just misses it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be my luck. Right. Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure was definitely on Netflix a couple weeks ago, and I've binge watched that thing so many times, and it was right. a lot better uh, when I was a kid. Apparently, yeah, it didn't hold up as well as you would think it would. But man, yeah. the the tequila scene where it and then Large Marge, you know, oh man, yeah, I I passed on that. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome when I was a kid. But uh, for those of you just now trying to figure out what it is you're listening to, this is the Liberty Tree Podcast, and we are here on episode 13. Lucky number 13. 13. So, baker's that's right. Dozen? That's right, a Baker's Dozen. <laughs> an actual Baker's Dozen. I think, I think last episode we were in a, non, a non-Baker's Dozen, just a, you know, a regular dozen, but now we're in a Baker's Dozen of episodes, so... Who would who would have thought? I want know? I want a donut. I can't believe they let us stay on this 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 long. I mean the you know the the, the higher ups, the producers, and everybody. I just I uh, know, and even we even have a new intern. I, I know. know. It's the great. Spanish Inquisition hasn't you know gotten us out of here yet. You know, <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. That's right. <laughs> but, it's amazing what things can what 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 can happen yeah, yeah. in a few weeks. But we uh, but we we've been. If you're if you're joining us for the first time, or if it's been a while since you've been on, we've been on our road to Emmaus, which is we want to find scriptures, especially scriptures from the Old Testament that point towards that lead you towards Christ. And we're not just talking about the prophetical books of the Old Testament that clearly, you know, Daniel and Isaiah and Jeremiah that start talking about there's a Messiah coming. We're talking about the more subtle intricacies of stories and characters from the Old Testament that on the surface seemingly don't necessarily have a lot to do with Jesus Christ himself. They're more, we've always thought of them as just biblical stories and stories about sort of how God brought, you know, his, you know, formulated his people and brought them, brought them into being and, and started his church. But really we were starting to find as we delve into it, there's really a lot more to it as we kind of get beneath the surface. And that is good news for those of you who maybe were brought up to where, you know, certain Old Testament passages were made to be pointing to you. And uh, in, even though there may be some that maybe apply, like specifically parts of the law, um, the, the good news is, is that all of Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, points to Jesus Christ. And the way that's good news for, maybe I'm just speaking from personal experience, 
I, it, for, for so long, it was like every single Old Testament story was, you know, here's the moral of the story. Here's how I'm wrong. Here's what I need to do. And then I would get motivated and get all pumped up and I would go to be like David or I would go to be like Joseph or I'd go to be like Moses and I would burn out and I would fail and crash and burn every time. And in my mind, I got the idea that, well, you know, you know, there was several times, I'm just being honest, where I thought maybe, maybe I'm just going to stop being this kind of, you know, immature Christian for the rest of my life. I can't do this. And it wasn't until I finally realized that this whole thing was not meant for me to insert myself into Scripture, into the Old Testament, but to pull Christ from it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's changed my life. That's right. Well, we can't possibly live up to the law of the Old Testament. In fact, I, I think a big part of why it's there is to show us, like, look at what Jesus saved us from. Mm. We could never live up to these, these laws that are set forth. We're condemned. We're sinners. We're terrible, frankly. But, but we've got this wonderful, amazing gift that has been given to us that we don't deserve in even the tiniest way. If anything, we've done everything that we possibly can to, to, to not be deserving of it. And yet we, fall so we, short. we, we have this there's, this, there's this one saving grace, this one path to salvation and eternal paradise, you know, and we could never do it on our, in, on our own. And it's not so much that the law no longer applies. Right. By no means it applies, but it applies to your death. Right. It, it's, it's, it's the law in its full value, not watered down to where you think you can do it, but the law in its full value, starting with be perfect like your Father in heaven is, is perfect. Love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all right, your mind, right and there, all your right strength. There. Boom, guilty, done. I don't yeah. do that. And love your neighbor as yourself. I'm not even getting past the two commandments that Christ gave us, and I fail daily, yeah. not at the level of perfection that is needed. The good news is, is where the law still applies to the Christian, it drives and it points you to Christ. That's right. The, 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 the gospel is for Christians too. Jesus is for Christians too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, the church is not meant to create Christians who no longer need Jesus, because you know, there's no such thing. The church is meant to point us to Christ at every turn, every means. And when the law does accuse, and when the law does expose your disobedience, you know, don't despair. Look to Christ. Run to Christ. It, it, we're not there yet, but a little foreshadowing. There's a part in the Old Testament where God told them, called, told Moses, form this snake on a pole, and those who've been bitten, tell them to look at the snake. And in the same way, and even there's New Testament that points to this. In the same way, we've allowed ourselves and we to to become poisoned with sin. The only way out is to look at the man who's on the cross. Yeah. Period. In yeah. faith. Well, I mean, we you know, you go your everyday life and every day, I mean, we fail. We fail. We can't keep up with them no. standards. Right. It's just impossible. No, and it's, it's good that it's made at that high level because it it's supposed if you're saying I can't do this, good. That's what it's supposed to have right. you at. You're not you're not supposed to be like the rich young ruler who comes and says, you know, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. And he says, well, I've done all that, which was a lie. But right. that's what he told Jesus. Right. And Jesus knew, okay, obviously he thinks he's righteous in his own self, so I'm going to hit him with something that he can't fulfill, he can't do. Go and sell everything you own to the poor, and then you'll have it. And and he walked away sad yep. yeah. because Jesus knew the pressure point. Right. And I promise you, if, if you think 
if, if, if you think you're, you're being obedient all the time and you're fulfilling the law, you know, quick, look at, the, look, look at the law in this real form. Allow it to crush you, allow it to kill you. And at that point where you're at that level, the tax collector that Jesus talked about who's saying, have mercy on me, a sinner, that's where you need to be. Right. And that's when it'll point you to Christ. That's when well, Jesus and, comes in. And if, and if we were capable of following the law, then it would mean that what Jesus, Christ Jesus died in vain. Or, or, or it doesn't doesn't matter because we would there would be some path that some some things we could do some paths we could take to find salvation by a checklist of right. following certain laws and that just doesn't work that, that way. Doesn't we, work. we we couldn't possibly do it and you're right you have to basically be broken and crushed by the law before you can realize my God please what can I do to get salvation because I am. I am lost. I am a sinner, and then there's that great news. And when you take, have that opportunity to have Christ come into your heart, that sense of freedom that comes from it, it feels like you know, you just like wings like eagles. You feel yeah, like it's you're like soaring. Your shackles are gone. You know, and then my spirit is free. And then, and then when you truly take Christ into your life, then you want to start living hopefully that more godly life. Hopefully, you start to follow more of those commandments that are set out because you want to. You truly have it in your heart. It's not a you know, you're not you're not making God Santa Claus where if you're you know, he's looking to see who's naughty or nice and you're trying to stay on the nice list. It's you want to do those things because you've got Christ in your heart and you want to be more Christ like. Yeah, it's just I mean, you just gotta accept the gift of mm-hmm. salvation. It is written, if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. If we could obtain righteousness through obeying the law, then what Jesus did on the cross was stupid. Right. He should have right. never and done it. He just should have come and just said, Hey, do that and then go back. That's the whole point of the cross is to, and that's the whole point why he lived a full life was to live the life that we need to live to, he died the death that we deserved. And then he gave, he promised us the resurrection that he, that he, that he had, <coughs> excuse me. And it's, I'll, I'll catch that in editing. Don't worry. Thanks. <laughs> um, and, but, and then the part of the Christian life is, you know, growth, it, it, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a st- t- tough situation. Because if you're looking for growth, you're looking in the wrong place. You're going to be looking at yourself. You're going to be looking at your progress. You're going to be looking at how you're doing. And that whole time, you're not looking at Christ. You're looking at you. And, and, and where, where, where the New Testament talks about Christ saying, abide in me, you know, I'm the vine, you are the branches. It, the whole thing is, this is Christ's work. This is what he's promised to do. This is what he is promising to fulfill. So it's his work that he's promised to do in the moment that that I look and try to force good on me I'm just exposing how I'm not good and that's kind of a mind bender and I'll try to explain a little bit and then we'll get back on track um that's uh, a very good food for thought it is and I hope who anybody who's listening would be encouraged by that you know Mm. it's very good food for thought but where did we leave off the last time road to Emmaus we left off on last time, the road to Emmaus, Genesis 3, uh, verse 15. <clears throat> this part's really cool. Uh, 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 this part's awesome to me. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, there's so many things into this little passage. You might be asking yourself again, well, how does, how does this point to Christ, you know, you know, God just promises that we'll have an aversion to snakes now, right? <laughs> you know, right. a good snake's a dead snake, right? Is, is that what it's talking about? Yep. 
not so much. Um, it's, it's, and notice that offspring is singular. It's, it's a promised seed. And we know that, we know through other contexts of Scripture that in this passage, specifically talking about a specific offspring of Adam and Eve. She thought, if you read Scripture, uh, when, when Cain was born, she thought that he was the promised seed. Right, because that was the child that she actually had. She wasn't, right. she wasn't thinking generations down the line, like your eventual descendant, let's say. You know, in her mind, she was thinking my own offspring. Right. Mm-hmm. And many theologians look at this and see this passage as the first mention of the gospel in all of Scripture, the first promise, the first promise to man post-sin that there's, there's a plan to redeem all of this, to make this all you know, reconciled. And uh, some more notes I have on here. It says, Jesus is the offspring that will bruise the head of Satan. His bruising of the hill will be a bruising, no doubt, but temporary, meaning Christ's bruising on right. the cross. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, when his, his suffering on the cross was terrible, but in the grand scheme of Christ's overall existence, it's just a, you know, it's just a, a temporary thing, like you say. And right. that's, I think, why the, why the word bruise is used and not something more like wound or cut or something more severe that we would think of. I think that's why, because bruises heal. Right. And, and in the same aspect, you know, it's a, it's a sure death, but like you were saying, it's, it's, you know, death and horrible crucifixion to God the Son is no, is no more difficult to get beyond than a bruise. Right. And, and, and it's, uh, Thank goodness. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, see, the, this points to Christ, the offspring, defeat of Satan on the cross. Martin Luther said, Satan understood this threat well. Therefore, he has continued to rage against human nature with such great hatred. Adam and Eve were encouraged by this promise wholeheartedly. They grasped the hope of their restoration, and full of faith, they saw that God cared about their salvation, since he clearly declares that the male seed of the woman would prostrate this enemy. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. I tell you what, that Martin Luther, he was all right. He, he was, was a smart fellow. Yeah. He he was <laughs> uh, he he was in despair over his inability to fulfill the law. Yeah, and, and he he panicked over it day but, and night. But it's like he saw it so clearly. I, I don't know. It's like until he got the gospel, right? You know. Well, we make but, it difficult. Yeah. Yeah. We've said it before, right? We we get we 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 allow ourselves to cloud the clarity. Yeah, I mean, God's word's perfectly clear. We're yeah. the ones that we're the ones that, that cloud it up. Yep. It can't be that simple. It can't be just Christ's cross and blood. And I think right. that's the that's a lot of the question in the mind of a person mm-hmm. because you feel like in order to earn get something, you have to earn it. Something right. this good, I, there's got to be some kind of skin yeah. that I have in this game. When the reality is, it was Christ's skin. It's like going to work. Time. You got to do something right. to earn your money. There's no free lunch. Unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Adam. That's right. <laughs> uh, and the, the thing is, Adam was, he had worked before sin. So work in its own way when it's sanctified is good. Yeah. But yeah. the whole sweat of the brow. I wonder and what the, kind of work well, he did. Naming uh, gardening. Animals. Yeah. Yeah. Naming animals. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Planting flowers. Yeah. Planting a seed and be like, I don't know. The Lord will bring it up and he wouldn't even never seen it before. Oh, that's a nice one. Horse, yeah. cow. Duck build platypus. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Raccoon. Goat. Yeah. Sheep. Stinky yeah. cat. We'll call that a skunk. Okay, skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Prickly cat. We'll call that porcupine. <laughs> Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> horse. Rabbits. Hey, Speaking I of can rabbits. get on the back of a horse and go go for miles without walking. You know? <laughs> oh, to be on to to see that scene when when Balaam's donkey spoke to him. Oh my Hey man, what are you doing? Don't you see the angel? And it says that he looked at the angel and he was like, "Okay." Nowhere does it mention that Balaam was like, "Oh my gosh, my donkey's talking to me." I wonder if Balaam had like an accent like Shrek. You know, <laughs> maybe like, donkey. Yeah, donkey. <laughs> that was a horrible accent. My apologies. <laughs> oh, mm. um, Interesting. So yeah. Uh, and there, I do have this very long quote behind it too. Uh, uh, well, anybody else want to give it a well, shot? Or I, I think, or do you want me to keep going? I think you should read it, and I think it's worthwhile. So if okay. everybody can hang with with Zach for just you know the. I'm going to give you 38 seconds to read. It, so <clears throat> okay, settle up. But, no, five, four, yeah. three, two, one. Listen up, kids. This is uh, by uh, a popular commentary uh, by Kretzman. And he writes in reference to Genesis 3.15, What was a curse for the serpent and for the devil, who had used the serpent for his disguise, was a glorious comforting promise for fallen mankind. The first great gospel proclamation, and enmity shall I set between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. This is not a mere reference to the aversion which most men feel for snakes of every kind, as some liberal commentators have it but sets forth the cardinal truth of the ages. There would be everlasting and uncompromising enmity between the descendants of the woman on the one hand and the devil and all satanic powers on the other. And this enmity, which would show itself in continual warfare, would finally have its culmination in the event that the one great seed of the woman, he to whom the entire Old Testament looks forward, would utterly crush the head of the serpent of Satan." while the latter, in turn, would not be able to do more than crush the heel of the victor. To overcome the devil, to annihilate his power, that is a feat beyond the ability of any mere man. Only God is able to do this. Christ, the promised seed of the woman, born of the descendants of Eve, and yet the Almighty God is the strong champion of mankind, who has delivered all men from the power of Satan and all his mighty allies. True indeed, in doing so his heel was bruised, he was obliged to die according to his human nature, but deliverance was effected, salvation was gained by the death of Jesus Christ on the cross as the representative of all mankind. Yeah, I, I definitely think that was worth reading. I did give you 43 seconds on that, though. Ah, so thank you, sir. No, but that was, that was actually excellent, and it's a really, I think, relevant point, and I think is as eloquent of a description of an interpretation of Genesis three fifteen as 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 I've seen. Um, and I see here you had a note for the New Testament reference because I, mm. I like how we've sort of had that that pattern so far of let's look at the Old Testament and see how it reflects is what's the mirror of it in the New Testament. So the passage we have here is Hebrews 2.14, and it says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, 
that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. Hmm. And I think that kind of makes it a little more, that, that says it a little more succinctly. Right. I mean, you know, that yeah. really, really kind of puts a finer point on it. Yes, it does. Um, All the way back, and this is something that's so comforting me as well, and I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again, is that, you know, God didn't just scramble up a contingency plan when his creation sinned. Like, he's not, oh, oh, great, what am I going to do now? You know, quick, think of something. Right. You know, he, it was the plan all along. Right, and, and that's the part that, you know, maybe some people have easier times wrapping their heads around it, but, you know, to me that's one of the things that as my human brain always has difficulty with. Is oh, like, it's so hard to get over. You know, it he, is. He, he knew everything that was going to happen, and not only did he know it, and allow it to happen, but it was also a plan. I mean, you know, I mean, and and it's and I don't mean that as a an affront to the idea of free will, as, at least as far as it pertains to people, but at the same time, wrapping your head around, you know, all of this was created with a purpose, and it was this purpose of of ultimate glory, you know, and 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 really, God's greatest love for us, mm. you know. I mean, because you th- you. you on the one hand, you start to think like, well, wouldn't his greatest love for us just to go ahead and give us paradise? Like, you know, just give us the Garden of Eden and mm-hmm. not have the sin and there we go, we're in it. And, you know, but but really the sort of the way that it's was always orchestrated to play out is so much richer and is, I think, going to make our souls so much better for it when we have our true paradise, you know, and and it's all through this. God has a creation and a people that he chose to to communicate his love for them by while they were still sinners, he would send his son to die for us. And that's the mind bender. And the, it, it's so easy to, like you were saying, use our own human reasoning and logic to get in some of this stuff. And, and we, we pump so much of it in, which is so limited. And I think it's important to go where Scripture takes us, and then stop where it leaves us. Right. We get we get into the problems when we start trying to, oh, okay, well this one means this when it's not that's not what it's saying. Or you know we 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 come to the point where you know before the foundation of the world, you know Christ, you know you know my name has been in the Lamb's Book of Life. <laughs> stop. Right. You know, it, you, when you get into the logic and the time and all that, it starts getting kind of, well, how does that happen? It's, and it's where, yeah. your, it's where your faith comes in. It's where you right. have to turn it over to God, turn your trust over to Him. It's hard for some people to do that. I've We've all struggled with it probably. Oh, where you oh, just, so yeah, difficult. You know, I mean, where you just have to, you know, you know, bungee jump for the first time and jump off that bridge. You know, just, just you know, the feeling is is so crazy to you to to, to, to give up that much of your what we understand about the world around us, but there's a lot more that we don't. That's God's plan. And at least for the faithful, we put it in God's hands and trust his plan. Yeah. Like Even the s- parts of it we don't understand. Like you said, fully. you know, your mind can't comprehend, mm-hmm. but with him having this all planned out and stuff, it just shows you how much he really truly loves us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. For his enemies, yeah. for, for rebels who, 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 who committed cosmic treason against him. He, 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 it's easy to it's it's difficult to die for someone you love it's it's difficult to die for even maybe a friend but to die for someone who hates your guts who doesn't want you who who who's a traitor who's right. a rebel to die for them your enemy 
and then to turn around and then make them an heir. Right. <laughs> that's like, but, it, but it's like, it's like when your own child has been up for too long and they haven't had a nap and they're cranky and they're fighting you and they just, <laughs> you know, they're kicking and screaming and you know that they just need a hug and a nap. And if they'll just settle down long enough, everything will be okay. Mm. But we're that, we're that kicking and screaming child. Even when yeah. we think that we have our, you know, just like your child, they think they know what they want and they think they know what's best, but really they just, they just don't. And that, but you love them all the more for it. Right. And no matter how much you have that, that love for your child, God has that love times an infinite amount for us. And that's where the human you know? mind can't comprehend. Right. And that's where, right. that's where the understanding you know, that's part where breaks the, down. Yes, that's where it breaks down. Because right. you just can't comprehend it. Right. And so. the fact that God created us to feel that way, to have those emotions for our children, that you know, nothing you will ever do will change the fact that you're my son from now and forever, or you're my daughter from now right. and forever. Mm-hmm. That just He created us to feel that way, which is a gift of His grace, to just kind of communicate. And why you see passages like further on when God tells uh, Abraham, because you were not, because you were willing to give up your son, pause, comma for effect, your only son. Right. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's so so awesome. It is. It's, it's mind just, blowing. Oh yeah. It's good. It's good to be a Christian. It's it's gooder <laughs> than you think it is. It's good. Right. <laughs> well, and I think also uh, that we've reached a good stopping point on our road to Emmaus tonight. So we're going to take another little roadside. Find another little roadside end to camp out rest for the night. Area. That's right, you know. Um, but we will be back very soon with uh, another episode of the Liberty Tree Podcast. And we encourage all of you to seek out God's Word, to put Christ first in your life, you know, whenever you can, and to enjoy that freedom that comes with having Him in your heart when you truly understand what he's done for us and what it means for us. Amen. If the Amen. sun says you're free, you're um, free. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also we are on the church website. There is an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's FamilyLifeChurchSwanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains so come with me we'll go this was the liberty tree podcasting from family life church in swanee georgia